Hello everyone, welcome. My name is Ethan Dodgen and welcome to Tech Talk with Ethan, the theater podcast where we discuss all things behind the scenes. I'm a junior at Renaissance High School for the Arts in Long Beach, California. I started the show to learn from working professionals in the theater industry and I invite you to join me as we talk tech. Hello guys and welcome back to another episode of Tech Talk with Ethan and today I'm here with Kirk Keen who is a theater consultant. Thank you so much for joining me today, Kirk. No problem. Could you introduce yourself and tell us a little about what you do? Sure. Uh, my name is Kirk Keen. My uh, pronouns are he, him, his. I'm a theater consultant with uh, Theater Projects, where uh, uh, our consultancy is based out of Norwalk, Connecticut. We have, uh, we have offices all over the world. We have an uh, office in Connecticut. We have an office in, uh, in Midtown, New York. We have an office in Denver. And we also have an office in uh, in London and a small uh, a, a small acoustician office in in Paris, France, and another office in Shanghai. And uh, we're a full uh, a full service consultant uh, theater consultant firm. We consult on everything from uh, theater equipment like rigging, and uh, we also do and lighting systems, which is what my focus is a lot on. Uh, we do. Uh, building design, design the envelope of the theater uh, to how it sounds, how it looks, how what sight lines are to the to the stage, that kind of stuff. We do. We also do uh, 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 audio visual consulting as as well as integrated tech integrated technologies. A lot of things, uh, uh, lobby displays, uh, all of that. Um, integrating technology into our spaces is very important to, to us. And um, yes, so that's kind of basically what we do. That's great. That seems very, seems very like in, in intuitive, right? Like, you know, like all the, uh, there's, that's a lot, there's a lot that goes into that, right? Yes. Theaters are special places, special buildings. And um, we help, we help architects realize these buildings are, it's not, it's not just a typical, you know, multi-story building. There's a lot that goes into it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we bring our collective theatrical and performance knowledge into, and we all, all work together collaboratively to make sure that the people who are, you know, spending millions of dollars on these f- facilities, that they have a good space to work in, especially the people who will be actually climbing in our catwalks and working backstage to make sure they have a good building to work in. Also for the, the people who are experiencing performances in these in use to make sure that they can get the best the best experience that that they can get. Mm-hmm. So you designed you've your company has designed all around the world, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. So yes. that's every that's every everywhere that you could think yeah. of in the world. <laughs> uh, some of our uh, flagship uh, projects have been we did uh, the Oslo Opera House, which was a winning opera house. We did uh, the Disney Concert Hall. Uh, we did the uh, the Dolby Theater, which is where the uh, where the Academy Awards are. Oh yeah, um, and uh, we also do high schools and middle schools and colleges, and you know we're not wow yeah the yeah, the bigger projects are you know are are nice you know they come around uh, you know once or twice and those are really great but uh but our our really our bread and butter are the the theaters that everyone can go to. Mm-hmm. So is that that's that's from opera, right? To like smaller, opera, smaller concert venues. halls. Yep. Black, okay. Black boxes, uh, uh, dance performance venues, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. all of that. Nice. 
um, so your your specialty is lighting, sort lighting fixtures, not fixtures, but uh, right, L yeah. lighting systems. Yeah, lighting systems. lighting systems. Um, so could you talk a little bit about that? Oh, sure. So it's uh, it's basically what my what my job would be in that uh, whenever I'm designing systems is making sure that uh, there's we put circuits on pipes to make sure that you know you have lights you can plug them in where you need them to be that it makes sense so that they're not scattered around randomly that uh, they, it, so that where the where the circuits are makes sense for as the people who are actually working in these venues so they're at the right height mm -hmm. they're spaced appropriately apart there's the right number of them there's not too many there's not too little Oh, we also do data distribution, networking. It's a lot of it's a lot of network nowadays, so we make sure that uh, all of these networks work and they and they're rung out correctly. Um, uh, uh, what else? Uh, work lights. There's a lot of to make sure that uh, people can see when they're supposed to work. Uh, house lights to make sure that the that all of that dims in and out correctly. Uh, we we as a practice have uh, embraced the uh, LED. Uh, revolution, as it were, for the over the past yeah. five, ten years, to make sure that um, uh, it for for us, it's it's a uh, it's a question of being res uh, environmentally responsible. Mm -hmm. These fixtures burn a lot less coal out in the world. Uh, if it it uh, anything that anything that you know that we can do as the as system designers to help out, we feel is we feel is important. And uh, it you know there's. There's a there's been a lot of talk about you know how it how it affects how it affects design and how it looks, in in on on stage. But um, but I feel that you know the same way that we've kind of got out of the uh, the 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 old limelight fixtures or candle operated mm -hmm, lighting. Yeah. It's like it's that same kind of it's that same sea change. We're really changing. The tech is really changing. It's becoming viable. It's uh, the the these fixtures aren't just um, they're not fake pretend fixtures that aren't uh, that aren't as rugged as we need them to be in the production environment. These are real mm -hmm. fixtures, and they really work well. Yeah. Um, so, do you also like to help design like how how all that comes to the board, the lighting board, right? So, like you know, right. routing and all that, and mm -hmm. all the all that data, all that uh, where everything plugs into how how those computer networks work. Right, we do we do design we do design those, and sometimes those those systems and those networks are standalone. Mm -hmm. Sometimes lighting sits by itself, and sound sits by itself, yeah. and the video network sits by themselves. But other times we we'll we'll converge those networks, and we'll uh, we'll either converge them with the uh, with the building them itself, or with other uh, with other performance venues, or with other performance networks. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So like, so for example, like when you, when you get like a, when you, when, when a theater, you know, company wants to, wants to start, wants to make a theater company or, or have, or, or begin, you know, the process of rebuilding a theater, re-renovating, do you guys get a quote from, or you guys write a quote from, you guys, do they, you write a quote for them and then you tell them what you, what they need for this and all that? Right. Yes. It, it's, it's, a little bit like that. Like usually, it it depends on we're we're approached in in several different ways. We can either be approached directly from the from the users, which mm -hmm. which which means we're 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 working for the people who own the space. But a, the majority of the time, we're we're a client of the architect, and and so they're they're 
driving everything and we're working for the architect in that okay, yeah. in those scenarios yeah but uh, but we'll come up with budgets so people can get an an, an idea of how of how much all, all of our work and our equipment is going to cost mm-hmm. and cost all that out and then um and then yeah that that's that's how that works nice and then you guys like you have you have, you have like a team of people who go out and construct right like you have a construction team that goes out and assemble stuff and put stuff in place right and you guys are designing particularly no no not not actually it's it's more like uh the the building will get built by the contractors that are kind of working through the architect and okay. then they'll have and all of our all of our designs are uh they're combined with the architect's drawings and so those will get built up now we'll go on site us as consultants will go on site and make sure that everything is being handled correctly and that things are being built to uh, to how we specified it, mm-hmm. how we drew it, and then after, and then after it's built, and when it's in the uh, when it's in the commissioning phase, which uh, phasing in, in the constructing world mm-hmm. is a thing. So after it's before the but before the everybody moves in and starts working, we'll go into the space and start pushing all the buttons and running the line sets, and uh, making sure that everything works and trying to make sure that uh, that everything was installed correctly, not backwards or upside down which mm-hmm. doesn't happen as much anymore. Uh, 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 modern construction is amazingly accurate, even with the millions of moving parts that a theater can, can have. It's very rarely do we have to say, you know, this was installed incorrectly, but we still, mm-hmm. we, we still check everything to make sure. Cause we don't want, you know, 10 years down the line, uh, you know, fi- finally somebody did some weird production where it tricked something and it broke. So that's, mm, we yeah. try to make sure that doesn't happen. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's great. For these for these designs, what software do you use to render all that? Uh, we uh, we use everything we use everything from Revit, uh, Autodesk Revit software, which is what a lot of which is what a lot of the architects and uh, and other construction people are are using to to make their contract documents. Uh, for the design part of it, we use everything from uh, Rhino, which is a great uh, modeling software, really fast and easy to use. We use Autodesk Inventor for some of the uh, the detailing. If we have to get down to the bolt level of some of some new engineering stuff that we're doing, mm-hmm. um, uh, we use AutoCAD for sketching 2D things for 2D sketches. Uh, AutoCAD is really fast. We use a lot of. Uh, we'll even use SketchUp. Anything to kind of anything that will let us tell a story mm-hmm. of what of what we're wanting to do. We don't do uh, some of our our designers will use a. a Especially our interior designers will still will, will still hand sketch, and they they have those chops to be able to do that. Uh, a lot of us don't. I wasn't yeah. trained in that. I, I mean, I kind of I was on the way back when I was an undergrad. They still taught us hand drafting, but uh, it's kind of no, no one really teaches that much anymore. Yeah, it's it's still it's still important though, right? You know, to to have I think so have rough I think sketches. I think sketching is important. I do a lot of hand sketching just to get my ideas out on paper. There's like a there's like a cognitive bias to where if you start if you put it into a computer, you start to think that it's it that's how it's going to be. That's how it is. Where mm-hmm. if you're sketching with a pencil, you still have that ability to erase, and so it's not permanent in in, in your yeah, head. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, you know, it's still it's still part of the design process, right? right. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We'll still there's. We we have we do have some fancy programs that will take some hand sketches and actually convert that into computer line work that we can then 
manipulate in different ways. Nice. Um, you were you you focused in uh, you were electrician before you uh, mainly master right. electrician um, before uh, before going into this. Um, how, like what? How how do you switch from from master electrician to lighting? How is that switch? It was a uh, so I did my I, I did my undergrad a long time ago and um and I worked out in the I worked out in in the industry as a production lighting per person, either as a, either as a designer or as a, uh, like a master electrician or a production electrician in a ton of different places. Um, uh, after I did that for about 18, 19 years and did, and just kept, I moved around the country doing all that and got kind of fed up with it and, uh, just the constant moving. And, you know, I'd gotten married and had a couple of kids and, uh, the, that production lifestyle, was just, you know, it was just getting too much. Mm -hmm. And uh, I figured it was time to go back to grad school. And so uh, I, uh, I, I went to the Yale School of Drama uh, for, 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 for graduate school. And w one of the focuses that we have at Yale is, is in theater planning. And I had no idea that that was even a thing. You know, like a lot of people, I just kind of thought that you know, theaters just popped up out of the ground and, you know, just yeah. working as they're supposed to work, you know, I know <laughs> I but I'd also been in really bad theaters, right? Like we've all worked in theaters that are just terrible. Yeah. And, um, and you have no idea, like, why, like, why are the catwalks five feet tall? Yep. Why do I have to duck under stuff all the time? Like, why, exactly. why, why, why? And, uh, and I really, oh, wait, there's people who can help plan these things better. That's really great. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I'd gotten into uh, I'd gotten into the program to be a production manager because that's kind of where I thought that would be a nice a new career path for, mm -hmm. for me. But then I found this, and I was like, "Oh man!" So I just I changed my my path after my first semester into this, and it's it's a it's a weird conglomeration of like theater knowledge and architecture. So uh, so I took mm -hmm. a lot of I took a lot of theater classes in um, you know. In uh, what we call technical design and production, where we learn how to be technical managers and technical designers. Mm -hmm. We learn how to build stuff and draw stuff to be built in a particular way, and how to manage that process, how to yeah. load in, a, how to load in a show, and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And and then I also took a, a handful of architecture classes so I could learn how how architects think and how they work and uh, how how uh, how same theater design is as architects think that a lot of the there's a lot of the same like thought processes but but the actual like how they produce those designs is completely different so it was mm -hmm. it's it's really great to be able to see how those work together mm -hmm. so so that class was kind of like stage crew 101 right just like the basics of of you know building and you know design and all that the the architecture classes are a lot more esoteric than that they're a, a lot more you know you're thinking of like okay why buildings like that stuff like that yeah, right yeah, yeah they, exactly they, they 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 really they really go back to you know there's a lot of like why 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 yeah. why think about this why do this thinking of the building as like uh as like an expression or a building as a feeling how you feel when you walk up to a building and all that and it sounds like it sounds really touchy feely in, yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah, it does. But but, uh, but us as theater designers, we really take that. We can really take that to heart because it's it's true. Like you can really like like how how you how a lobby feels when you walk through it. 
mm-hmm. when you walk into well, like when you walk into that theater for and you see the how it how it grows and expands all yeah. that is super important and if and if you're building it from the you know if you're building it from the ground up you kind of want to you kind of want to have those those ex, those experiences and and thinking about them and there's people mm-hmm. you know smarter people than me who've been doing it for you know decades who think about you know how that works and architects they just drink that up that's kind of how they're how they're born and bred mm-hmm. and then you throw a theater person in into that mix and then that's how you get really really smart theaters and theaters that are really beautiful not just to watch a show in but also to just sit in yeah exactly mm-hmm. that's i mean that's that that's that makes that make sense and it's kind of cool how there's so many small details that you know us as us as tech sort of think about you know but then the audience does not think about you know whatsoever and you know there's just these small details that you would never know that you know people put thought into like all the like the like the theater in new york that harry that harry potter is at that Uh whole theater was gutted and renovated specifically to hold harry potter so all there's a ton of little detaily stuff in that theater Mm -hmm. that the consultants thought of to put in there to to kind of carry the theme of the show through that and that's that's that kind of stuff is really really interests me as a as a as as a as as a theater planner and as a theater make an actual theater maker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's that's really cool. So so mm-hmm. basically, like for like for example, like you guys would think of you know like it doesn't matter what show goes in that theater, right? Like it's like for that sort of for the Harry Potter theater exactly like that. That has those details. And those details will be there. Like you know those details are you know implanted, right? And then right. when a new show comes in, those details will still be there, but it wouldn't be for that specific show. Right. Yeah. Right. Or it might, or it might get re- redesigned and like re like re renovated after yeah. after Potter goes out. Who knows? Or Potter could be there forever. Yeah, exactly. No one really yeah. knows. But in theaters that are, in theaters that are more general, you know, mm-hmm. like our like your your local regional theater. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of work that goes into figuring out like what's that what's that theater going to look like because mm-hmm. you know the you know the the Guthrie's only going to work you know where the Guthrie's at. You know, if you take that theater and put it like in Austin, it might not work as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, where or like the like the Wiley Theater in 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 Dallas, that's like a it's like a seminal theater in that in that city. Mm-hmm. Try to put it in maybe in Iowa or in or in New York, it's just it's just not going to work. Right? The, the vibe's not going to work, right? Yeah. So there's a so our designers and the architects, that's they they and the and the users of the that theater that is at who the people who are going to actually be using that theater they talk a lot about they talk a lot about that because building a theater takes you know it can take five years it can take 20 you, know, you never know it takes a while but yeah the timelines are longer like mm-hmm. uh one of my professors always said that you know in managing things it's you know you're managing a process you don't have to know every tiny little bit about you know how to do a thing you're just managing the process going forward the only difference between producing theater and building building the theater is just the timelines are longer the yeah. process is the same it's mm-hmm. just that the timelines are a lot longer and the exactly. budgets are a little bigger mm-hmm. what's the what would you say like the biggest biggest budget you guys have had to work with as a company or for building a theater oh i don't know they run the gamut like the, yeah. you know they're they're millions of dollars you know it's you know, you're yeah. building building really big spaces that are very bespoke and very very particular. They can't be, they can kind of only be used for one for one thing. 
yeah. performance. They can, we do try to, we, we do try to multi-purpose spaces as much, you know, as much as we can. Yeah. So they can be used for different stuff, but, but, you know, an, an opera house is an opera house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. One purpose only, and that's to, to have operas in, you know? Right. Yeah. It's to have, but, uh, to have, have performances in, yeah. you know, bring people together so they can have an, a shared experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's super important, right? It's way important, especially now, whenever we're all so disparate, we're all, you know, hungry for some sort of yeah. kind of interaction, you know, and we've, you know, in theater, people are very inventive and we've been able to, uh, you know, adapt and work in and be, be able to make this environment work you know i've i've seen some pretty brilliant shows that that have been done over zoom and it's been adapted and changed that's that's you know that's my you know i applaud the theater people who have been able to make that happen definitely but at the same time it's like man i really miss you know you know going in you know sitting in a seat yeah look at the you know yeah right yeah exactly curtain open especially me you know me being as you know uh, a tech person you know like you know working you know being in a theater you know like you know touching equipment is just I miss that, you know. <laughs> just building a flat. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It was. I mean, speaking of pandemics, um, we're on a pandemic, obviously, and theaters have you know shut down. How does that? How has that? How has this affected your job? Uh, honestly, we're as busy now as we've ever been. Um, it's like the construction industry never really slowed down. Mm-hmm. So, but we're we're building. I feel like we're building for the future. That we're that we're. Uh, we're we're finishing these buildings in a lot of cases, or we're just starting these buildings with an eye out for, you know, when when we come back. It's yeah. not if, it's like it's when. So it'll be like when we come back, these spaces will open and it'll 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 be amazing. It'll be just like it. It'll be kind of. It, I I don't think it'll be like it was before. I think there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of of changes that we don't that we don't see. I think that the way mm-hmm. theaters are ran, I think the way they're managed, I think the way that plays are produced, the types of plays that we're, that we'll be pr- producing all of the, all of that has gotten shaken up and changed yeah. since March. And I just feel that it's going to be a, a totally different environment once we start back. But, but what I, all I want is that I want there to be, you know, a place for a place for these artists to do that, to do that new work. Yeah. that's super exciting to me is that is the new stuff that that's coming the brand new stuff that's coming i don't you know i don't want to i don't want after all this to come back and then go sit and watch you know just your you know your your typical 1950s musical that's yeah that's not what i that's not what i want to see i want i want i want us as as theater practitioners as theater artists as the people who go to watch these shows to to come and have this be completely new something that's just amazing because mm-hmm. You know, then you know why are we doing all this? You know, it's, yeah. It needs to be. We have this opportunity to really make, to really make something new and special. And uh, exactly. And yeah, if, you know, it, I, I think especially also like you know, going out of pandemic. You know, everyone's cooped up at home. You know, new theater, <laughs> brand new show opens. You know, you walk in, the smell of it. You know, <laughs> you know, like yeah. a distinct feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, we're doing a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of. Uh, colleges that we're you know we're building a lot of theater for for education mm-hmm. and those spaces are those spaces are you know there's some of them are still working on a on a on a on more of an educational uh model than an actual producing model yeah but but uh, it's this is great because they're the 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 newer generations of theater people are still you know are still learning theater which, yeah. is, which is great and they're learning in a in a 
in a different environment than I learned it, and I think a better environment than I learned it. So, so uh, I think it's, I think it's all for the better. We just have to get, we just have to get through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it, it's hard on Zoom too, because I mean, I know for me, like I'm taking a technical theater class, right? And my teacher, you know, is is in the theater, but no one's there, and she's like, you know, doing them, you know, doing demonstrations on the you know equipment, but it's like it's hard to not be there with her and you know have that experience. But it's yeah. it's different. You know, but uh, but yeah, I, I think I, I just hope theater comes back soon. Is I, I, I think all of us theater people need that back, yeah, particularly oh, yeah. for job wise and all that mm-hmm. for entertainment too. That's right. Oh yeah, and I've I've talked uh I've talked to a lot of of uh, colleges over the past eight eight months mm-hmm. uh, um, distanced over yeah. Zoom over whatever just like this, and uh, I think and. You know, I've talked, you know, give my little spiel about theater consulting and like, yeah. you know, my, my background, where I came from and yada, yada, yada. But I think that the question I probably get asked the most is, uh, is, well, is, should I keep, should I keep doing what I'm doing? Like, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm a sophomore in college, you know, I, you know, I just started all of this is happening and I feel like, you know, my whole world is being upended. Like, yeah, should I keep, should I do what my parents say and go be an accountant or should I keep on mm-hmm. doing this, this art this thing that thing that I want to do yeah and um and you know of course my knee you know my knee-jerk response is be like you know stick with it you know do it you know but I think that I think there's there's a little bit of you know some overlap there where this is a good opportunity to be able to train and get training on things that you wouldn't necessarily would have had as if you were just doing normal theater classes yeah because everything is distance you can do whatever you want exactly so um so I've always said that, you know, the most important thing is to make sure that you're, that you're able to feed and, and house yourself. And if you have, if you're lucky enough to have, you know, family that's tagging along with you mm-hmm. to be able to support everybody in your living environment. And, um, and then, and then look at, and then come back and then look at theater in a, in a, in the work of theater in a, in, and try to be very, I was where I'm looking for here. Try to be very, smart about it like don't don't undercut yourself because a lot a lot of what you know theater people do this all the time where you know we'll take an we'll take unpaid internships because we think we we think we need that experience so that we can get the next job and then we'll yeah. take a job that pays you know that will only pay for housing because we think that we need that work we're constantly mm-hmm. undercutting our own work we're wave we're we have a valuable skill that we're giving away for nothing and so i hope that we're all seeing that there's like we're during this downtime we're seeing that we're our resources of value to everyone around us and that we should stick up for ourselves and we deserve that we deserve these fair wages we deserve that wage and i just hope that happens i think it is these conversations are happening a lot and so because you know once all this shakes out it's the job pool's going to look a lot different than it did before we started so yeah do, do, do you think it's going to be like harder when, when we go back for, you know, technicians and, you know, stage managers to get back and back to get jobs at certain theaters, you think, or you think it would be easy to come back into it? I, th- I think that, I think that for, for technicians and for those job roles where uh, those backstage job, job roles, or even the, even front of, even front of house job, job roles, mm-hmm. you think it's in a production technical oriented type of way. I think that those jobs will, uh, there'll be a lot of them. I think there'll be more jobs and there will be people to fill them. 
because I think that a lot of us, especially people my age and uh, and around there, who uh, were taking taking this opportunity to like you know maybe it's time to stop you know this like everything's slowing down yeah now now's a good time to retire or maybe go do consulting yeah <laughs> right exactly so something just get out of active producing and then because you know of you know maybe we were looking for an excuse to stop to stop the hustle and then this is this was the excuse that a lot of us got and so we've some of us have moved out because either we had to or maybe we did a lot of soul searching over the past eight months yeah and uh and try to find something new to do yeah but so I, I think it's also you know like you said i think it's a great time to to kind of you know, step back and you know kind of decide you know where you want to go in the future because it's your your life right exactly yeah you shouldn't let let your you know you shouldn't let theater be be like force you to do something that maybe you don't want to do yeah i mean god i've gotten out of theater like four or five times in my career because i was just sick and tired of it you know it's just like god i'm done yeah one after one terrible loadout you know when that's like okay you know 20 hour loadout i'm done i'm I'm not gonna do it anymore and then, you know, about, you know, six months later, you know, you're, I'm applying for, you know, jobs and whatever. So it's, it, yeah. you know, it, it's like, it just keeps pulling you back in. There's, a, there's an urge to want to do that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I think that, yeah, like you said, this is a great time for us to all look, all kind of look at our lives and, you know, and see how it goes. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, but thank you so much for talking with me. It was a oh, pleasure sure. talking with you about, about your experience and, Give you again, give me some and gain some insight about that. So, thank yeah. you so much. It's no problem. Thank you. Yeah, this no problem. Uh, thank you guys for watching and uh, tune in next Thursday for another episode of Tech Talk with Ethan. Thank you so much, guys.